0: and good afternoon. It is 12 o'clock and it's time for our Friday Lunch and Learn. Today we're going to continue our discussion about why the United States pays tons and tons of money and yet our health incomes are the lowest of the wealthy nations and this has been going on for the past 20 years. So just kind of recap from what we talked about last week, we brought this up last week, and so just to to really quickly bring you up to speed if you didn't listen last week. According to a report from the Commonwealth Fund, in early 2020, the United States spent nearly twice as much on healthcare as other wealthy nations, Australia, New Zealand, the United Kingdom, and Canada. And despite the high price tag, we have double the chronic disease, double the obesity, the highest suicide rate, and the um, two times the disease burden, chronic disease burden. So we don't want to have that and we want to know why that is happening, okay? So another little thing that we talked about uh, last week, our uh, papers all mixed up today, is that we pay more for our drugs as well. In a 2019 study, the United States spent more than $1,000 per person on prescription medicines, spending double what other countries pay. Now, I don't pay anything on prescriptions. I have not had a prescription in 15 years, okay, and so we need to look at that If I'm not spending any money, then somebody else is spending all that money, but it averages out to $1,000 per person. The Commonwealth Fund regularly does these analyses, and for the last 20 years, America has been at the bottom of the roster. So that's really, really important, all right? The United States saw one of the worst outbreaks of the pandemic despite outspending other countries and fighting the disease. In 2021, our health care burden in dollar wise was over four trillion dollars. And so we have an incentivized healthcare system. And so yes, follow the money. It is a profitable business model. And we talked about last time how Dr. Uh, Andrew Wheel, who is a professor, he is a medical doctor and a botanist. And these are his um, understandings and his recommendations on how we the people can take back our health care and we're not just following along blindly what the medical institutions want us to do but there's a better way to recover our health and not be in this um, uh, business model for lack of a better word. The average consumer's point of view alright does not see the health care dollars because they pay their insurance premium their insurance decides what uh, health care options they can and cannot have. And all they're saying is how much they're paying. They're not saying how much everything is costing. All right. So in 2016, right, the John Hopkins University study estimated that approximately a quarter of a million people die per year to medical errors in the healthcare system. Now, I just want to tag onto that because my father went into the hospital two weeks ago. He's out now. However, they scheduled him for a minor procedure, but they did not stop the medication. He was on some blood thinners, and they did not stop the medication before he had the surgery. Well, I take that back. They did not stop the medication. He was due to have the surgery on Monday. Somebody who was paying attention realized, oh, we've got to postpone the surgery because we didn't stop those blood thinning medications. If they had done the surgery while he had been on blood medications, he probably would have bled out. So thank God somebody caught that, but the bad thing was he should have gone home from the hospital after the procedure on Monday. As it was, he didn't get to go home until after the procedure on Thursday. So that's three more days in the hospital. After he had the procedure yesterday, they did not change his orders because before the surgery They have orders, nothing by mouth, because why? Because they don't want you to aspirate when you're on surgery and that kind of thing. So that makes sense. However, they did not transfer him out of the hospital. It was dinner time, he was hungry. They couldn't get him any food because the orders were still nothing by mouth. We called, we talked to the nurse's station. Oh, we'll change that. Well, they they couldn't get it to go in the system. I don't know what went wrong. But unfortunately, my father could not get any food because of these errors on the hospital. So you've got to have a good advocate there. I don't think anybody was malicious, but there are a quarter of a million people who die every year from medical issues, okay? Things that happen in the hospital that shouldn't happen. And so you just gotta be, you've gotta be on board so you know what's going on with that, all right? So we are now up to the new information, okay. The healthcare system is built to incentivize drugs and procedures over holistic strategies such as counseling, how to eat better, and to adopt healthier habits. A, if a doctor is confi- concerned with making a living, the message is clear. It takes a lot less time to give them a pill than it does to sit them down, talk to them about their diet, talk to them about their lifestyle, talk to them about their exercise, right? And so the doctors are paid based on how many pills they prescribe, how many procedures they do, how many people come through the revolving door because what, the insurance pays and it pays well. And so we are incentivizing with our healthcare model that the doctors, what are your symptoms, Oh, okay, we're going to call it this disease. Okay, we're going to give it this pill. Out the door, we'll see you whenever we see you. And it's two weeks, three days, whatever it is. So, and that... I mean, when was the last time that you went to the doctor and you were there for more than just five to ten minutes? When people come in and see me, they say that they go to their medical doctors, they're there for five or ten minutes and then they're gone. When you come and see a holistic person, you're in their office for about an hour. Why is that? Because we want to find out what is the root of the problem, not just give you a pill. Of course, we're not allowed to do that because we are not medical. We are holistic. We don't deal, deal with diseases. We deal in reclamation of your health. And so it's a little bit uh, different. Uh, Dr. Wheel goes on to say uh, that if, um, let's see, uh, it's easier to prescribe a pill that insurance will cover than to discuss health-promoting changes that the people will have to, Uh, pay for out of pocket and they may not follow through on. Now, why don't people follow through? Well, they don't follow through because lifestyle and diet changes are something that is ongoing. It's not a quick fix and we've been very, very conditioned to pop a pill and feel better in three or four hours. That's not the way holistic medicine works. However, holistic medicine, even though it's a little bit slower, has a longer lasting result. And so this is one of the mindsets that holistic people have to um, convey to the clients because they're coming in, they want they wanna feel better today. And I get that, I absolutely get that. When I don't feel well, I wanna feel better right this minute. If it is a chronic thing, it is going to take 90 days to change your internal environment. And I can give you all all the knowledge that I have. I can give you all the resources I have, but unless you follow through and you take responsibility for your own health and your outcomes, then nobody else can help you. So, this is the thing. We've got a mindset. I don't feel well. I'm going to go to the doctor. I'm going to get a prescription. I'm going to be fine. Well, it depends on what fine means to you, right? So, fine means to me, all of my body works the way it's supposed to. I'm not on any medication and my blood work is perfect. That is fine. Okay, so you have to determine what is fine for you. Maybe going to the doctor, getting prescriptions, maybe that is your definition of fine. So if that's the way it is, then, then that's that's the way you have to, to, to move forward. Most people that come and see us, they want something different. They're on several medications. They've got side effects to the medications. They're not feeling any better. Yes, insurance is paying for all this, but they are no better, and they want to be better. So I applaud that. We try and get them feeling better as quickly as we can, but we do tell them it didn't happen overnight. If you have got a chronic sickness, a chronic disease, hypertension, thyroid issues, diabetes, arthritis, those things did not happen overnight. They're not going to turn around overnight. And so you've got to be responsible and you've got to change your internal environment so that you're able to move forward. So one of the things that we always, always, always see is that people are not getting enough nutrition. Now, We have this beautiful PharmaNex scanner. And what this does is, it's got a little laser here. You wrap your hand around that laser and this little device will tell us in 30 seconds how you are managing your nutrition. Are you absorbing it? Is the body turning it into antioxidants? Because antioxidants are the uh, components that reverse the aging process and also uh... take care of the free radicals that cause organ damage that cause the disease process so if you're not going to change your food then you're not going to get well so we have people that come in all the time and they don't want to eat right they want to eat what they want to eat because it's it's comfort food right and i get that i absolutely get that my all-time comfort food is macaroni and cheese yes i love macaroni and cheese I make it organic. I do all raw ingredients and that kind of thing. I don't do it very often, but when I need it, I do it. So I get that we need that. But I will ask these people, okay, do you put milk in your gas tank or petrol for the UK people and the Canadians, right? Do you put milk to fuel your vehicle? Well, no, if I put milk in my vehicle, it would destroy my vehicle, bingo. When we put in foods that are non-foods and anything that is processed, is processed with high fructose corn syrup and soybean oil. Both of those are full of heavy metals, glyphosate in particular, and it clogs up the system. And so the the problem is that our food supply, again, industrial food is um, incentivized to be cheap right you go to the dollar menu at McDonald's or you go to the dollar menu at Wendy's or wherever you go you know I'm not singling them out everybody has a dollar menu people that are poor people that are unemployed people that are looking for work their their dollars are few and far between you know they've got demands so they're going to choose the most economical um, options available I mean when my husband died back in 1999 I had two teenagers, single mom now. I worked at a parochial school which did not pay just a whole lot of money. And so we had to make those dollars stretch and I I did not know what I know now and I did not make good choices. I made good economic choices but I did not make good nutritional choices because I didn't know. And so when you've got a lot of single moms right? How many of you were single moms? Probably a lot from time to time, depending on what you were going through. Your health care dollars were few and far between, or your nutritional dollars, and so you did the best you could with what you had. So we need to get back to having good food available at a very inexpensive cost. And I know in the European countries, because we've lived over there, the food is a much uh, lower Uh, price for good organic food than it is over here in the United States and so that's just something that we have that is a problem. So what we want to do, do we want to throw away traditional Western medicine? No, we don't. My dad, as I just said, had to go to the hospital. It was a medical emergency, thank God he went. Thank God they did all that they did. My dad is still alive today and I'm very grateful. Do I want him to live like that all the rest of his life? Absolutely not. I want him to eat well, I want him to live well, I want him to be uh, around as much as he can be, but that is going to mean that he has to take responsibility for his own health and not rely on a pill or an intervention or whatever. And that is for all of us. We want a balanced approach. If it is something that is crisis, get to the nearest emergency room. If it is something that, okay, I'm not feeling quite right today, and so I need to see what's going on. Or, if I'm already past that point and I've got a chronic condition, then you need to see a holistic person that's going to get to the root of it. What is at the root of it? Probably poor digestion, poor absorption, uh, lack of minerals, lack of vitamins, because the nutrients, even if we buy organic, don't have all the things that we need them to have because... They are, the way they're processed, so the soil is not good. So the produce is not as nutrient-dense as it used to be. And so everybody needs good, absorbable nutrition, supplements, and vitamins because our food is just not enough. I don't care where you live in the world unless you live in a very underdeveloped country that still works the land the way the land is supposed to be worked, they rotate the crops, they do all those kind of things, they let the land rest and recover, then those probably have more nutrients than what we have here in the United States. So, I'm gonna give you some examples of an integrative approach. So, it is clear that modern medical advances excel in acute care, crisis care, and a few key areas such as managing trauma and tackling severe illness that develops quickly. Modern medicine also has incredible drugs for treating bacterial infections that have resulted in bacterial resistance and then effective treatments for controlling high blood pressure. These are all examples of where traditional medicine shines. I often give this example. If, we already said that. If I was in a serious car accident, that's where we want to go. Did you know, though, but there are nutritional things that you can do. There are supplements that you can do that are, that are as effective as lowering your blood pressure as taking a pill. Okay? Did you know that? Yeah. That's something that you need to know because hypertension is a big deal. Why? Because we live in a stressful time and we don't eat right and we've got too much process in our foods. And so we don't make the right choices. All right. The vast majority of disease doctors see today don't involve trauma or infection, but they are rooted in poor lifestyle choices. The results of applying modern medical techniques to these sort of diseases speaks for themselves. Consider the epidemics of obesity, diabetes, chronic disease, hypertension, mental illness that have all risen sharply in the past few decades. And yes, Velma, you are right, we are stressed, We are busy, we are not taking care of ourselves because we take care of whatever screams the loudest. We have to be mindful, remember when you go on an airplane, right? The stewardess or the steward, I don't think they call them that anymore, but the attendants that are there, they will say, if we have an emergency, the oxygen will come down, put your own mask on first before you start helping the people that are next to you or the children or whatever as a mom. I'm glad they tell me that because I would have slapped that right on my kid, you know, because I love my kids. But if you are not taking care of yourself first, you're not going to have what you need to take care of other people. So when we get busy, we don't take care of ourselves and we need to change that mindset that if I don't take care of myself I'm not going to be good for my husband, I'm not going to be good for my wife, for my kids, for my grandkids, whatever. And so that's why we do a lot of self-care. We practice a lot of self-care because it's, it's very, very important. Modern medicine uses tools to manage chronic conditions but little if any time is spent on diet and lifestyle instruction that would actually turn the disease around. Here we have a medical doctor that says you don't have to be diabetic forever. You don't have to be hypertensive forever. And we we teach people that. We tell them, yeah, the doctor may have said X, Y, Z, this is incurable, but I'm here to tell you, you change your diet, you change your lifestyle, you can cure from almost to anything. And I would, I would like to say you can be cured from everything, but you have to follow through and you have to make those changes. You have to take that responsibility. And most people don't have the stamina to do that. And so that's kind of a, a personal, a personal issue there. All right. Today, Dr. Will goes on to say, Patients can see integrative doctors, but the chances are slim that their insurance will cover them. Instead, they have to pay for the service out of pocket. But what if the integrative approach was applied to the entire American healthcare system? This strategy would involve shifting the focus from medicine away from pharmaceuticals to manage the symptoms and the drugs, more drugs, to manage the side effects toward preventative and health promotion. Now, this is something that we do teach. So one of the things, and we've talked about this before, that when we look at your blood work, right, we have a narrower reference range. Why is that? Because the medical reference range that you have on your blood work tells the doctor if you're on this side or on this side you are in a disease process. Our reference range is narrower so when you're out of our reference range we know that you are trending toward a disease process. So it's much easier to turn you around When you've not crossed that threshold into a disease process, right, your body wants to stay healthy. Your body is a survival organism. And so if you can turn the ship before you get way lost, it's a whole lot easier, much less expensive. But what we find is when people come in with their blood work, oh, my doctor says I'm fine. And I'm looking at their blood work and they are not fine. They are trending toward a disease process. Some are even in disease process. So one of the things that we're seeing a lot of is kidney dysfunction, right? Your kidneys process your urine, right? They're filters for your blood. We are seeing a lot of kidney dysfunction. Why is that? Because of fear. We live in a very fearful environment, right? If for the last two years, We've heard you're gonna die, you're gonna get sick, you're gonna die. Fear lives in the kidneys and so when we're dealing with a lot of fear then we're going to have more manifested kidney dysfunction, right? So when I see the blood work they're in stage three, stage four kidney disease, they're not on dialysis so thank god that. However, their numbers are not where they need to be and I will say what is your medical doctor saying? Nothing. They're not saying anything. Why? because they're not at the medical intervention where they need to go on and have dialysis. Now, I just wanna tell you this because this is a hallelujah thing, right? And you guys know we pray for our people every day. We expect for divine healing strategies. We had a gentleman call us who said, I'm going to go on to the hospital tomorrow to get a port put in so I can start dialysis. I am in kidney failure. My GGFR is XYZ. It's a very low number and can you help me? I don't want to do this but I don't have any options. Yes, we definitely can help you. So, canceled his appointment, came to see me. We, we put him on some r- really high powered stuff because he was in crisis situation. He went for blood work within three weeks and already his kidneys have turned. They've already turned toward you know, the positive, right? Are they perfect? No, they're not perfect yet. Will they be perfect? Yes, they will be perfect. And so if you take responsibility, if you do what you need to do, you can turn the tide no matter how bad it is. So just want to tell you that because we're talking about the kidney issues and I'm so excited about that, because it's you know the doctors don't give you any hope. The doctor said, if you don't have dialysis, you will never get well. Well, when he went back to the doctor three weeks later, the doctor said, I don't know what you're doing. I don't understand it, but you're you're making headway. So keep doing what that lady is telling you. So uh, we just praise God for that because that's just wisdom from heaven to know how to how to do this. And so um, it's really really important that we're able to do this. So. Uh, Let's see, where do we want to go? Where do we want to go with the rest of this? Because we don't have very much time. Okay, Uh, so when Dr. Will is talking about as a medical doctor, right, he's a medical doctor, he says, when I see patients, I often take an hour. I spend the first half of that taking a history and then I give recommendations. I would probably do that in 30 minutes if I had to but it has to be enough of a chunk of time that I can get a sense of that person and establish a therapeutic relationship with them. Why is that? Because you want to trust your doctor. So I used to be a teacher, right? And So you know, people that know me, they know I used to do that. So with my kids, taught mainly high school, if I could explain to them why I needed them to do something, they would understand and they would do it. So that communication, that relationship is really, really important. What I don't want to do is I don't want to go to the doctor, and this has happened to me, I go to the doctor, I've got an eye infection, the doctor gives me medication, fine, I go and get the medication, and I read the the package insert. Package insert says, don't do this more than this many times a day or more than this many days, because if you do, you are at a higher risk of a super fungal infection. What is a super fungal infection? Well, fungus is a mold, right? I could get mold in my eyes, nobody wants that. If it is a super infection, that means it's going to be antibiotic resistant or antifungal in this case, antifungal resistant, which means if I get this, I'm gonna have it for a while. So I'm reading my package insert, I'm calculating, I'm I'm, I'm kind of doing what I'm supposed to do. I go back for a follow-up. Doctor says, yes, you're doing great, things are working, like they're supposed to, I want you to keep doing it X many times a day, X many days, which was way, way longer than what the package insert said. So I said to the doctor, now the doctor doesn't know what I do, okay? I said to the doctor, I read the patient insert, and the patient insert said that, I am at risk of a suprafungal infection if I do it the way you're telling me. And he got a real nasty attitude like, who do you think you are? I am the doctor. He said that. I am the doctor and you will do what I tell you to do. And I thought, well, and this is in my inside voice. I thought, well, you don't own these eyes. They are my eyes. I do not want to have a super fungal infection and so I am going to do and modify what you're asking me to do to stay within the health guidelines of this medicine and I did need that medicine and thank God I had that medicine but you have to be your own best advocate because the doctor did not develop a therapeutic relationship with me, told me what I would and would not do which If you know me, you know that kind of send the hackles right up the back of my neck, right? Because I'm smart. It is my body. I get to make the decisions for my body. So, needless to say, I don't go to that eye doctor anymore. Just don't throw that out there. Okay, We want to establish that rapport with you so that we hear what you're saying. You've got all the time in the world to tell me what's wrong with you. And then I have all the time in the world to tell you this is what you're telling me. This is what I'm understanding. This is what I think will help. And I will tell you, we get really, really good results. And I'm so grateful that we do. Uh, If you saw our Tuesday testimonial this week, we had a little nine-year-old girl that came in and she had platelets two it's supposed to be between 150 and 350 her number was two one two now that's multiplied by some kind of factor but still it should be between 150 and 350. the doctors had told her there's nothing that you can do it's an autoimmune situation we don't know what's going to happen all that kind of stuff so mom comes in mom's distressed we don't, we've never seen this before, right? So, we look at her, we listen to her, I get divine inspiration, right? That's where it comes from, where healing comes from. We put her on a protocol. Two months later, she went to the doctor. Her platelets are at 350. So, it's a hallelujah moment. The doctor calls it spontaneous remission. Okay. But it is what it is. And so we're grateful to have been a part on that. So when we are able to um, get that therapeutic re- uh, relationship, then you're going to trust me. You are going to know that I do my due diligence. I'm not just somebody trying to sell products. We're looking at the root cause. And in her case, her blood marrow, her bone marrow, was not doing what it needed to do to produce platelets. So we've got formulas that will help the bone marrow, do what the bone marrow is supposed to do. And within two months, she is healed. So we're, we're very grateful for that. And, and we're, we're excited about it. So this sort of expert advice, right, is hardly the standard of care today, but perhaps it's even more important than ever as we live in a world with an abundance of unhealthy pitfalls, okay? In the United States, we talked about this, the unhealthiest foods are typically the cheapest and the most affordable. The federal government subsidizes a commodity of crops that are given, that have given rise to pathetically cheap ingredients that the food manufacturers have come to favor. And why is that? It's cheaper for them to produce the food because they're using garbage ingredients, right? They have to use all kinds of funky stuff to make it taste good. I don't know if you all have looked at those food ingredients and where they come from and all that kind of stuff, but it's not nice and I don't wanna be eating that. So we try and eat as organic as possible, all right? The system is slanted toward doctors, hospitals, and insurance companies, they are conditioned to base treatment on drug trials and not on lifestyle instruction. These studies may provide evidence for the drug, but they don't show the whole picture. The bottom line is Dr. Wheel wants to set up some new studies and I absolutely applaud this, that takes two group of people, two, two groups of people, a control group and a placebo group, the, and then maybe another group, and the one group is going to have lifestyle and diet changes. The other group is going to have just drugs. And we're going to see how the drugs and the lifestyle and diet changes, who comes out better. And I think That people are going to be really, really surprised, and Dr. Will thinks this too, that people are going to be really, really surprised that you can actually turn your body around with just lifestyle and diet changes and not have to worry about pharmaceuticals. However, as I told you last week, a lot of money market accounts are heavily padded with pharmaceutical companies. And so the people that make the decisions have their pension funds connected to these money market accounts and so they are incentivized to go toward the pharmacy because that's where their retirement is that's where all their investments are and that kind of thing he says collecting the data and outcomes and effectiveness of integrative treatment versus conventional treatment for a various or variety of chronic diseases you would follow two large groups of people around, match them for age, medical diagnosis, and compare them for outcomes, costs, and patient satisfaction over time. He's saying it takes big bucks. He runs a university uh, medical. Uh, area. He's a professor at a big university in Arizona. He may have access to some of those bucks. And so I'm excited to see what he can do because we are just a tiny practice here in the North Houston area, and we see great results every day. So I know that on a larger scale, America would be much, much healthier. The obesity would go down, chronic disease would go down, and we would have a much longer life expectancy. So that's what we want. That's what I'm encouraging us to do is to learn. That's what we do here in the clinic. And so this is what you can do to avoid being one of those quarter of a million people that die due to medical errors, right? We don't want that. So lots to um, understand. If you have any questions, always pop them in and we'll try and get back to you. Like, share, comment, do all the things because it really helps us We will not be here next week because it is Good Friday. We close in honor of the holiday. So we aren't here on Friday. So there won't be a Lunch and Learn next Friday. We will be outside the clinic tomorrow for Good Oil Day. So if you are familiar, then we invite you to come down. If you're not familiar what it is, it's a street festival. We're going to be doing this little baby we're going to be doing free scans we're going to tell you how to improve your antioxidant level and your anti-aging we're going to be able to do all that it's going to be a great day a beautiful day it's going to be sunshiny come out and see me tell me you saw me on the program and we might have we might have something special for you i don't know so um we love you we will not talk to you next week but we'll be back i think we'll be back there next week okay take care love you bye